It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, October. Let me look at the calendar. 17th it is, October 17th. 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Where did the time go? We are past the halfway Ooh. mark. Wow. Sherathon took a big bite out of the month for us, for sure. It did, yeah. And I'm I'm talking about this morning. All of a sudden, you yelled at me. It's like, hey, it's time to do the show. What we, are you doing? We were chatting, and then the time flies, and then it's just like, oh. Of course. Yes, we're behind schedule. But we're, we're back on schedule now. Hey, I have breaking news. <gasps> You do? Breaking what? news. This is why I tune in to the morning blend in the Are morning. Are you ready for this breaking news? Yes. Friday, October 20th. That's just several days away. That's this Friday. That is this Friday, October 20th. Hallmark's countdown oh, to Christmas begins. Really? It does. I think they have managed to turn that station into a year-round love story channel because it's like Easter love and summer love, and now we've got the Halloween stories going on, and now But it's nothing like Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. So get ready. David, you know I don't watch them. Yes, you do. I don't. You watch them. I, I, I feel like, I've said this every year, everything about who I am would scream Hallmark movies. <laughs> I should love them, but I, I, I cannot. You know, I'm Mr. Romantic. <laughs> so the Hallmark <laughs> countdown to Christmas is something special. Maybe for I've me. become jaded as I've Maybe gotten you older. Have. You Maybe? know what you should do? <laughs> you should watch some Hallmark <laughs> countdown to Christmas movies. That's right. That would bring back the love in your life. <laughs> So anyway, there you go. That was the breaking news. Okay. Oh, now I feel like I'm ready. I feel better. I feel so much better. Not even Halloween yet, and it's time to counter down. Count down. I've got my favorite ones too that I'll scan through the guide, and it's just like, oh, I love that one. I'm going to record that and watch it for the twentieth time. Okay. My wife will go, you're not watching that one again. I'll go, yes, oh yes, I am. Oh yes, I am. (laughs) Would you care to join me? And she'll go, no, no. Okay. So see, Beverly, after my, you know. A wife after my heart, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have your Halloween decorations up, by the way? No. Come on. Why am I doing this? Why are you this? behind on this I, stuff? Gosh, I keep meaning to think about it, but I, I have every intention in the mornings. Like when I think about it, it's like, oh, when I get home, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then I get home and it's out of my mind and stuff starts happening. And yeah, so this week it's got to yeah. happen, obviously. Because well, yeah. I, I've got a few. I, I don't go overboard on the the Halloween and, and Christmas stuff. Right. I have some nice fall, or I shouldn't say Christmas, some fall Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. I have some nice things like that, but not like I do for Christmas. So today, exactly two weeks from Halloween. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, now I feel like I'm ready. Tuesday, I don't buy the, the candy, though, until yeah. I get closer. Oh. Now, this year, I, I do have a thought and I, I read about it last year, and I didn't participate, but I fully intend to do it this year. A Holy Redeemer has an All Saints trunk or treat. Oh, okay. On the Sunday before Halloween. That would be the 29th. So I think that's the, I'll have to double check that. But yeah, go to the church, the kids dress up as saints, you decorate your trunk, and then you hand out candy that way. Oh, that's kind of fun. I think the good deacon needs yeah. to be involved in that. I'll dress him up as some kind of a bishop or or saint or knight or something like that, and he can hand out candy. 
That would be, by the way, the 30th Sunday at an ordinary time, in case okay. you're wondering. I'll, I'll double check that. Yes, it is. I'm looking right now Okay. the Catholic calendar. It says right there, <laughs> so, 30th Sunday so says ordinary the calendar. time. Yeah, well, but good. That yeah. sounds like something fun. That's something I would enjoy, I got that the, I'd make him come along. The dual pack of um, Snickers and uh, Butterfingers. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice combo. That's a good combo. That's a good combo. I've been buying, what did I get last year? I think there was a pack that had Hershey's, Snickers, and Skittles. Mm-hmm. I think is what the pack that I bought yeah. last year. So if we do the trunk or treat, I have a feeling I'm going to have to get more candy than I did last year, too. There was one bag. It was gigantic. It had a ton of, it's like 50 bucks. It's like, no, nah, I'm not buying that one. That's a lot that's, of candy. That's a lot of candy right there. There's a lot of candy here at Monte Day Radio <laughs> yes, right now, is. too. To the victors go the spoils when it comes to Sherathon. Because have you seen the table out there? Oh my gosh, it is like a smorgasbord oh. of salty snacks. I love coming so in. A little bit of candy to go with it. Yeah, that's the best part about Sherathon is the Monday after. It's all the food that's left. It's like, all right, that's eat away. Right. Here we Let's go. Enjoy ourselves. I didn't feel too good yesterday afternoon because I. You partook. I, par- I partook in uh, many of the things, so I have to be better today. So. I know you're going to talk about it in uh, weather today, but I almost had to turn my car into a, a boat to I know. try to get home wow. yesterday. What a storm that blew through. Fast moving. Yeah. Like of an hour, but uh, we'll talk about it. That's my top story in the news today is uh, talking about the weather, tornado warning, the whole deal. All right. So uh, we'll have that. What do you got coming up? And for fans of The Chosen, they're excited to find out the release dates of the upcoming season four. But you're going to have to go to the theaters to watch oh, it. okay. All of it. Yeah. This is very unusual. I'll tell yeah. you about it, too. Sounds good. So we're going to start things this morning with Audrey Assad and Deliverer. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Audrey Assad and Deliverer. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. My wife's laughing at me because of my Hallmark your movies. Your Hallmark movies. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I, don't, I don't think she'll be sitting down and watching them with me. Maybe she will. I'll Maybe. find a good one. Okay. Hey, you know, we were talking about the treat table out there for share Right. You know what's out there? I, I didn't know they made these anymore. What? Bugles. Oh. You know what bugles are? Those are the little crunchy, yeah, the, little, are they like little corn yeah, chip like little type? Yeah, like corn chips shaped like a bugle. Bugle. Yeah. I, well, I thought, look at that, bugles. Who Blast knew? from the past. Who knew? There's, who knew bugles still existed? I'm going to eat them before somebody grabs them. <laughs> Please do. I will do that. <laughs> uh, what's our interview coming up? Hey, we got uh, coming up uh, the story about an incredible family the entire family canonized, and the local Ooh. priest there to see it. All right, it's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatredeRadio.com. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, Hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Dei Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Mater Dei Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at MaterDayRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. 
and it is 7.15 at Mater Day Radio. Ooh, a little fog out there mm-hmm. this morning. In fact, that is in the short-term forecast, so uh, be careful out there driving today because you may encounter some fog. And then sunshine later today, high of 66 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, down to about 51. And then really, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, looking pretty nice. Sunny right. skies, low 70s. That's Ooh. sweet, yeah. All right, I like the sound of that. Currently, it is foggy and 52 degrees at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at Holy Family Church in Portland. In what was called a day of joy in Poland. In September, a devout Polish family of nine were beatified all at once. Now, it's an incredible story of faith for Joseph and Victoria Oma and their seven children, one of whom was pre-born, were martyred for sheltering two Jewish families during World War II. This tragic event brings up a memory of grief and sadness, but also great hope in the mercy of God. And present for the beatification was Father Michael Nemchuk. He is a formation director at Mount Angel Abbey. And he's joining me this morning because he was present for that beatification. And he's going to tell us about his family, the Olmas. Good morning, Father Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. What an incredible story in and of itself, this family for the first time in the history of the Catholic Church, an entire family brought in together. And this is your family, Father Michael. Tell us a little bit about this family and your relationship to them. Oh, yes, I'd be delighted to. Um, What's beautiful is that this family is everybody's family. That's the, the whole beauty of the communion of the saints. So we would all be excited about it. And in fact, the world over, people are excited. Um, But there's an added excitement that I have because um, Victoria Ulma, um, her maiden name was Nyamtrak. She was cousins with my great grandfather. And so all of this happened in the small town of Markova, which is just two towns over from the town where my dad grew up. Uh, where we would always go to visit grandma and grandpa every summer where we moved uh, when I was a boy and where I went to the sixth or to the first grade uh, when I was six. So um, it, it takes on a very personal tone for me um, in a way that just makes the communion of saints feel that much more real. Uh, these aren't mythic figures from a distant past, but yeah, these are real flesh and blood people who um, had families who uh, lived pretty regular lives, just in extraordinary circumstances, uh, lived their faith with with the great heroism. Father Michael, let me ask you this. Was their story, I mean, did you grow up knowing who your cousin was and the story around their death? Oh, so... uh, Great question. Um, we had some. I had some vague notions that we had family there um, that had sheltered Jews. And what's what's beautiful is that from my grandfather's my grandfather Kajimiash, on both sides of his family tree. So his on his mom's side, his uh, uncle was sheltering Jews at that time, and on his dad's side. Um, the Ulma family uh, was was sheltering Jews, so I knew 
in vague terms that something like that was happening, but I never got the details of the story until later on. Uh, when I was already in seminary is when my dad was sharing a bit more about it. And it was just had a profound impact on me in making me want to live out my vocation with that same kind of a, a heroism, that same kind of self-sacrificial love with which the Ulmans uh, lived out theirs. If you are just tuning in, I'm speaking today with Father Michael Nemshak. He is a formation director here at Mount Angel Abbey. As part of a temporary appointment, he is previously the director of vocations for the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. How incredible to have this story. And again, as I said in the opening, it was uh, a, a tragedy. I mean, just a heartbreaking, this family, young children, a child in the womb, knowingly put them all at risk to save another family. And in fact, their whole family, it it seems to me, and I look at my own life and my own children, I don't know if I have that bravery, but we're never been put in that situation. So we wouldn't know. But is that what God calls us to do is that we should be willing to have so much faith in his mercy that we should be ready or at least willing to help those in need. Well, I think what's very telling in this, what's very inspiring is in their family Bible, um, Yusuf and Victoria had the, um, the parable of the Good Samaritan underlined, and they wrote in the margin next to it, yes. Hmm. And so they took their inspiration directly from Christ. And I'm sure in their minds, even though this was terrifying, it was also quite simple that it doesn't matter if the person is Jewish or Christian, a friend or a foe, uh, rich or poor, if they're in need of help, a Christian helps them. And what I think this teaches us, and especially parents, is you have a natural desire that your children be safe, comfortable, all the rest. And that's beautiful. But you also recognize through supernatural faith that they are God's children before Mm. they are your children and that he has called them to be heroes, not just to kind of um, meander their way through life, seeking, you know, comfort, safety, all the rest, but to live their life with this sense of heroic purpose in pursuit of Christ. And that's what Yusuf and Victoria allowed their whole family to do by setting that tone and saying, this is the type of family we are. We're, we're a family that follows Christ radically. And they won for their children eternal life. Right? Isn't that every parent's goal? Exactly. More than just a string of decades on this, life, uh, on this earth, it's, it's eternity. That's, that's what we're going for. Father Michael Nemchok joining us today. We're talking about an incredible first for our Catholic faith when an entire family, the Oma family, was beatified in Poland earlier in September. Father Michael, I've just loved this conversation so much. I want to know about what happened at the beatification because you were there and I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Oh, certainly. I'd love to. 
723 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. We wrapped up the fall share mm-hmm. last week. Night, October 9th through the 13th it was. Be changed the theme. Now, while I say we wrapped it up, we did the broadcast portion of the fall share But never fail. If you missed last week, didn't get a chance to make a pledge, you can still do so. Certainly, we're going to do this all through October. Just go to our website right there on the front page. You'll see the Be Changed Fall share button. Click on that, and it'll give you an opportunity to make that pledge if you missed it last week, which we greatly appreciate everyone who made a pledge donation to the Fall share keeps Mater Day Radio going strong until we go to the Spring share mm-hmm. And so we do greatly appreciate that. Uh, just, again, the week was so fantastic. Wonderful guests, volunteers, and you are great listeners. We so much appreciate that. So make that pledge if you haven't done it yet. Fall share 2023. Find it on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. From Romans chapter 2. Do you suppose that you will escape the judgment of God? To those who by perseverance in doing good comes glory and honor and eternal life. Life can be a pileup of missteps, mistakes, and regrets, and the burden can be heavy. These can be with friends and relatives, over jobs or marriage or finances, with our health or the health of those close to us. Yes, the circumstances of each day can be overwhelming, leaving us very frustrated and down. Though Judgment Day comes, we need to let go and leave that to God alone. Jesus cautioned us against judging and instead stressed God's love for us and that the kingdom of God is now, encouraging us to embrace people and life now. The good news is about doing good in the glory of God. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com The Morning Blend Brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. 
That was some wild weather the blue oh my goodness. <laughs> yesterday afternoon. We'll tell you about it coming up in the news. And fans of The Chosen excited to find out the release date of the upcoming season four. Not going to be able to watch it from home, at least initially. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Chris Bray in the name. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Gather in your name We've come here, Lord, to pray Lead us, lead us God, we know you seek us Conform us to your way Won't you set us on fire In the name of the Son In the name of the Spirit Lord, we come We come to seek your grace Presence in this place. Oh, feed us, sustain us, bread of life be us. Transform us to your way. Won't you set us on fire? It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, boy, I don't know if you were caught in it, but that was quite the fast-moving storm that blew through the greater Portland metro area, southwest Washington, late yesterday afternoon. First round of severe weather started just before 3 p.m. as the National Weather Service issued a tornado warning. 
For parts of Clark County in southwest Washington, the tornado warning was just northeast of Vancouver and included places like Brush Prairie and Battleground. Warning expired just before 3.30 as the heavy rain continued to move through the metro area. Second round of tornado activity came in from a National Weather Service weather spotter. A funnel cloud was observed near Sandy and 138th Street around 3.40 p.m. from the Park Rose area. There's also an urban flood warning issued for parts of the Rose City as up to an inch of rain fell in just like a really short period of that time. That was wild. Came down really hard. Much calmer weather today, thankfully. But you got kind of caught in it, right? I did. So I did get out of here at around, oh, it was like 2.30, 2.40, something like that. You know, it was a Monday, so I didn't expect too much of a backup. But it started to get real slow as I kind of got closer towards Delta Park. And I'm like, was there a bridge? Right. That was my initial thought because all three lanes were going slow. And we just, you know, eked along, got over to the bridge, and then it was like almost stopped. Yeah. So by then, though, because it was already moving, it was like 3.15, mm-hmm. rain's coming down. I was able to get over to the right lane and get off on 14. And then when I got home and looked at my phone, that's when I saw there was a huge flood in the middle of I-5, yeah. uh, in the Vancouver side of the river, cars weren't getting through or only one at a time as they were kind of getting around the edges of it. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My wife was at a store and she said that it was so much rain, you couldn't get into one of the doors because the, the, the door area was flooded. Yeah. Yeah, it was just crazy. And for an area where we get so much rain during the year, to see so much flooding so quickly, it makes you recognize it doesn't take much. Yeah, storm drains just can't handle. They can't do it. Yeah, and so, but anyway, calmer and gentler today. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Well, bishops across the United States are urging Catholics to take part in a day of prayer and fasting today for peace and reconciliation in the Holy Land as war continues to devastate that region. The day of prayer comes amid the second week of war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas, the latter of which launched a surprise attack on Israel October 7th, which resulted in the deaths of 1,300 Israelis and international civilians. Israel subsequently declared war and vowed a siege of the Gaza Strip. The death toll in Gaza stood at approximately 2,700 people as of Monday, according to the BBC. The Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem last week urged Catholics to devote October 17th to prayer with Eucharistic adoration and recitation of the rosary to deliver to God the Father our thirst for peace, justice, and reconciliation. This day of prayer falls on the feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the first century bishop and martyr from Syria. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops amplified the request on social media last week, joining the prelate in calling for a day of fasting, abstinence, and prayer on October 17th. Well, the well-known U.S. pharmacy store chain Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy protection and plans to sell part of its business as it attempts to restructure while dealing with losses and opioid-related lawsuits. The company said Rite Aid stores will continue to fill prescriptions and customers will still be able to visit its locations or shop online while it goes through its voluntary Chapter 11 process. But that process will also allow it to speed up its plan to close underperforming stores. 
Rite Aid said in its federal bankruptcy filing that it has more than 2,000 locations. Most of them are on the east and west coast. The Philadelphia Company, which is marking its 60th birthday this year, has posted annual losses for several years and has been cutting costs and closing stores as it dealt with longstanding financial challenges. Max train riders could see 26 new and improved trains by the end of the year, according to TriMet. Not only will they be decked out with the latest equipment and technology, but they'll also be more accessible for people with disabilities. These will be TriMet's sixth-generation Max train, appropriately dubbed the Type 6 train, which was introduced to Portlanders on Monday. Many people with disabilities, including those in wheelchairs, rely solely on the Max to get around. Some say they're looking forward to the inclusive touches these new trains will bring them. TriMet Public Information Officer Tyler Graff said the Type 6 will have operator cabs at both ends of the train, new digital signs showing the next max stop, and improvements in temperature control inside the train. The doors are different as well, adds Graff. We have lights around the doors that show a visual cue to show when the doors can be open and when they're closing. TriMet hopes to have all 26 Type 6 trains out of the testing phase by the end of the year. Well, if you are a fan of The Chosen, you recognize that theme song. And for the first time, the full season of the hit series The Chosen will be shown exclusively in theaters before its release on streaming services. The announcement was made in front of more than 3,500 fans gathered at the first ever The Chosen Insiders Conference, which was held in Dallas October 14th and 15th. The rollout of season four in theaters will begin with a two-week two-week run of episodes one through three on February 1st of next year. Episodes four to six will follow beginning February 15th and episodes seven and eight beginning February 29th. The season will be distributed by Fathom Events in the U.S. and Canada. After the full season run in theaters concludes, the fourth season will debut across streaming platforms, including the chosen app, as well as broadcast and cable TV. A newly dubbed trailer for season four depicts various biblical scenes, including John the Baptist being walked to his execution, as well as a depiction of a Mary Magdalene peering into an empty tomb. But we don't know whose. Hmm. Originally begun as a crowdfunded project, The Chosen is one of the most watched shows in the world. It has reached more than 600 million combined episode views and has more than 10 million followers on social media. It is also on its way to becoming the most translated series in history, according to its creators. The first three seasons will soon be available in 50 languages with plans to subtitle it in more than 600. Wow. That's incredible. That really is. Uh, I I binge watched all three seasons recently. Absolutely loved it. I don't know if I'm going to go to theaters to watch it all, but 
Maybe. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. At the very first episode. Yes. Very first episode of The Chosen. Loved it. What time period do they start at? Uh, it starts with, uh, well, it'll be towards the beginning of Christ's ministry. He's a man, 30 years old, and it's when he first meets Mary Magdalene. Okay. That's the very first episode. That's the very first episode. So where does it, where did it conclude then? So then season three ended, that's the most recent that we have, with the um, multiplying of the fish and loaves. Okay. That's where it ended. Gotcha. So now we're moving into this season, I think will be about John the Baptist and Lazarus. I think hmm. that's, I don't know, I don't think it's getting into the Passion and Resurrection yet this season, because okay. I think the hopes is to do the seven seasons. I'll say this though already. I'm so in love with these characters. Yeah. Uh, I think the the person that plays Jesus is incredibly perfect at doing that, and I really don't know if I want to watch the Passion se- season. Right. It right. just kind of feels like it might hurt a lot. Sure, but, I know what you're saying. You know, yeah, we'll see. All right. Very good. Uh, another busy night of sports. Portland Trailblazers wrapped up their preseason schedule with a loss in Phoenix. Blazers falling to the Suns, 117-106. to Hard to get a read on Portland at this point because uh, many of the contributors sat out the preseason contest. So you, you, know, you never really get an idea on the preseason games. Regular season begins next Wednesday, October 25th at the Los Angeles Clippers. Major League Baseball playoffs continue. The American League Championship Series, the Texas Rangers, jumped out to a 2 to nothing lead on the Houston Astros. Rangers beat the Astros by a score of 5-4 to four yesterday, Game 3 of the ALCS on Wednesday. Last night, it was the opening game of the National League Championship Series, and it was the Philadelphia Phillies over the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-3. to three. Game two of the NLCS set for tonight, 5 o'clock on TBS. And turning to the NFL, Monday Night Football. No, no. You may not speak <laughs> okay, of it. I'm sorry to tell you this. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys edged the Los Angeles Chargers 20-17. to Chargers had a chance to drive for the tying or winning score with over two minutes to play, but L.A. quarterback Justin Herbert had a pass intercepted to what? end the game. Justin, I'm sorry about that. Oh gosh, yeah, I always remember my dad saying though these the when it's close like that, the good teams, the Super Bowl teams, they find a way to win. Find a way to win, yeah. Yep. So it was interesting because you mentioned this yesterday. The, the announcers were talking about this because the game was in L.A. and they commented like, "This looks like it's a Dallas no. Cowboys home game." I'm telling you, the the Los Angeles Chargers have all 60. I think I said 12. They have 16 away games. Yeah, doesn't matter who they're playing, <laughs> where at. They're all away games. They just don't quite have the fan base anymore. Cowboy fans showed up in force last (laughs) night. In the lead up to October 12th, which was the day the church celebrates the patron saint of Brazil, devotees received a treat. The first phase of a giant monument in honor of Our Lady of Parasita was inaugurated in the city of Parasita in the southern Brazilian state of Sao Paulo. Now, the sculpture is made of steel, weighs 400 tons and 164 feet high. This size puts the monument on the list of the largest religious images in Brazil and in the world. The statue costs an estimated 10 million Brazilian reis, which is nearly 2 million U.S. dollars. The sculptor, Gilmar Pina, designed the monument, which has not yet been completed. He says we're going to add a giant map of Brazil held up by two arms of God. Each arm will be 
19 meters long, and the sculpture will be a total of 50 meters high and weigh 60 tons, said the sculptor. Work on this second phase of the project is expected to take another year. Now, the statue of Our Lady of Era Pasita, uh, Apera, let's see here. Aparecida, excuse me. It appeared in 1717 in a small Brazilian town. Some fishermen hauled up the image in their net and after a night of empty net fishing, pulled in a great catch. After the image remained in the fisherman's family for 15 years and a series of miracles began to be attributed to her. Pilgrims flocked to the little image and a series of churches were built in her honor, culminating in the huge basilica that now houses the statue. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Wednesday at 7 o'clock is a Mass for St. Luke's Feast Day at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend this Dominican Rite Mass with Cantores in Ecclesia singing. A wine and cheese reception in Siena Hall will follow the Mass. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. A much kinder and gentler forecast for today. That's coming right up. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 746 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, be aware there is some fog out there this morning. Then it'll burn away for some sunshine later today. High of 66. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 51. Then Wednesday, sunny. High of 73. Currently it is, I just clicked off my screen here. Currently it is 52 degrees at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic Church in Portland. And 54 degrees at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. I am back with Father Michael Nemchuk. Father Michael is a formation director here at beautiful Mount Angel Abbey. He comes to us from the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. He is joining me today because we're continuing our discussion on an incredible day of joy, the beatification of the Olma family, their seven children, and husband Joseph and wife Victoria, who are related to 
Father Michael. Father Michael, thanks so much for staying with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Father Michael, in our first half hour, you talked about how you came to know this family and the realization that Victoria was a relationship to your great-grandfather. You said it was an inspiration for your own vocation story. And so when the beatification date was announced, you were going to be there. Tell our listeners a little bit about how that process, which was already beginning, led you to Poland. Oh, I was so grateful for the opportunity. Um, I was just starting my my new assignment here, um, or I knew that I was going to be starting it. I was still pastor of my parish in New Mexico and a vocation director. And so there was a big question mark of, are, am I going to be able to even have that time off? But thankfully, when I called the rector, he was very gracious, and he said, uh, it's not every day that uh, you have members of your family beatified. Of course, you could have that week off. So um, I went over there, and my, my father uh, was over there as well. He had spent a few weeks um, down there in Poland uh, ahead of the beatification, and it was beautiful to get to spend a little bit of that time with him, uh, with some of the rest of my extended family, and then um, can celebrate that beatification mass, which was just such an honor and beautiful to see all of Poland really galvanized around this moment. Um, the president was there, the prime minister, the head of the Senate, um, the chief rabbi of, of Poland was also there. So there was an interreligious uh, element to it. And upon this town, that's actually not any bigger than Mount Angel here. Um, uh, at the foot of the seminary, um, 36,000 people from all over Poland descended upon this town for this mass. There were multiple cardinals and bishops, and I think they said about a thousand priests. And it was all because one family decided that they would follow Christ in a radical way and be open to life, be open to the lives that God gave them in the womb and the lives that came knocking at the door. Wow, incredible. Father Michael, you said you were there, you met up with your father there and some extended family. Did you have an opportunity to meet even more family, family that still resided in Poland while you were there? Um, yes, so I, I didn't get to meet any new family that I haven't met before. Those who were most directly related to the Ulma family, um, they were uh, understandably um, very busy with, you know, everybody wanted to meet them. Mm. Uh, but the family that I did get to get get to know a little bit more was the Schiller family, which was what I mentioned earlier, my grandfather's mother's side that was also hiding Jews at that same time. And hearing from I guess my great uncle, I don't know what exact kind of relation she would be, great uncle or cousin or something. Um, but hearing from him how he as a nine-year-old boy had to walk home from school that day that the Ulmas were killed. They sent all the children home and they said, go back by the most direct route, go to your families, it might not be safe. And he's walking home from school knowing that his family had been sheltering another Jewish family for about a year at that time. 
and not knowing what he was going to find or if he would find his family there. And then the fact that having seen this, this horrific fate that the Ulma family faced, instead of kicking these Jewish persons out, they still kept hiding them, sheltering them for the months that followed. So just hearing him tell that story was profoundly moving to me. What an incredible story and inspiration and uh, for every family to, to place all of their trust in the Lord. And while it seems a tragic end, as you said, this is eternity and a family together to enter the gates of heaven. So for the Oma family, now the beatification ha- has happened. What's the next step? And will the rest, the whole family be able to be canonized together? What happens now? Oh, so that's a really good question. Uh, I think a lot of people, even within the Vatican, are asking that question of what what the next step would be. Because it's beautiful that as a family they were beatified, because as a family they made this self-sacrifice. And that unity of the family um, aspect is among the most beautiful out of this whole thing. They picked as their feast day July 7th, which was the wedding date of Yusuf and Victoria, which what a beautiful thing to, to highlight the unity of the family by having the family's birthday essentially be the feast day. For a canonization to occur, um, typically what the church looks for is miracles that can be attributed to the intercession of the beatified person or person whether that can occur with the whole family coming in by people praying to the family. Honestly, I don't know, but um, I'm hopeful. And so I've been trying to get as many people as I can to, uh, uh, to pray to the Ulama family with their needs, trusting that their intercession uh, will be powerful. And in fact, I was able to bring, um, several hundred, actually over a thousand of these intentions with me to the beatification mass. And God was good enough to give me a few hours before the mass started to go through each of them one by one and and bring them to the Ulma family at that time. Yeah. Hoping people utilize their intercession. Oh, Absolutely. Well, Father Michael, I just appreciate your time today sharing the details of your family and really about this beautiful event in Poland. Before we go today, can I ask you, will you offer us a prayer and your blessing? Oh, I would love to. All right, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Dearest Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mater Day Radio, for all that they do. Uh, I ask that you bless everyone who works there, and in a particular way, all of the listeners, especially those families who um, are struggling with disunity in the family, uh, family members who have fallen away from the faith, any difficulties like illnesses or injuries, searching for work, all of these daily family difficulties, Lord, we place in your hands through the intercession of the Uma family, asking that they may Um, that their example may inspire and their intercession may call down the graces that every family needs. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael, thank you so much for your time today and sharing this story. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. 
And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Bland. You know, it's Tuesday. That's Tech Tuesday. That's right. Sarah's coming in later. She's coming in at 8.40. Maybe we'll hear more about the Hail Mary Media app mm-hmm. when Sarah comes in. She's done a wonderful job in building that app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, please do. It is free, by the way. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library Tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio, sign up for customized prayer reminders, and so much more. It is the free Hail Mary media app on our website, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Catholic Community Services has launched its Winter Warmth Drive. You can help the most vulnerable members of your Lane County community by giving hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, and socks ahead of the winter season. All through September and October, Lane County residents will be able to drop off their winter clothing donations at participating sites. For a full list of locations or a link to donate online if you don't have the time to drive, visit ccslc.org WWD. ccslc.org WWD. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio, developing hydrogen fuel. We'll tell you about it in the news. And the situation is getting critical in areas of the Gaza Strip. Catholic Relief Services is calling for immediate access to bring humanitarian aid. I'll have an update on that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. I want you to imagine just for a moment, Jesus picking up a child when addressing the crowd and saying these words from Mark's gospel. Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. How could your life not be filled with more meaning after Christ himself takes you into his arms and says that anyone who welcomes you will welcome him? Ignatius had big shoes to fill, not only because he was called out by Christ, but also because he was now blessed with a mission to unite Christ with his bride, the church. Although it's mostly legend that Ignatius of Antioch was the son whom Jesus held in his arms, Ignatius was in fact said to be a disciple of St. John the Apostle. Because of his newfound faith under the guidance of St. John, he was appointed the Episcopal See over all of Antioch by St. Peter himself. Ignatius was just as new to the Christian faith as any other Christians of the early first century, 
but that didn't slow him down or discourage him in the slightest. Ignatius unfortunately didn't rule as bishop for long during the reign of Domitian and was ordered by his persecutors to be marched to Rome and fed to the wild animals. Their hope was to snuff out the flames ignited by Christ's recent crucifixion and resurrection, but little did they know that they were only fanning the flames of the faithful. Since Ignatius was from Antioch, the journey to Rome would take him months in captivity until he would reach his martyrdom. As a man of faith, he made good use of the remaining months and set to work while being escorted by 10 Roman guards to his awaiting death. There were quite a number of strange things about this unusual escort. For starters, the enemies of Rome were normally executed locally. Only prisoners of war were escorted directly to Rome. The guards also took Ignatius on many extensive tours throughout Asia Minor, ignoring the most direct land routes to Rome. They also allowed Ignatius to speak to many Christian communities and parishes, even if he had to remain in his chains. Ignatius eventually made his way to Rome, where he was martyred sometime either at the end of the first century or beginning of the second. Because all that we know about his life were through his writings and letters, there was no recorded documentation of when he was martyred or what happened when he finally reached the end of his journey. The most common conclusion is that St. Ignatius met his end at the Colosseum during the reign of Emperor Trajan. One of the biggest acknowledgements through his writing was that he was the first to coin the term Catholic Church. Catholic simply means universal, a church meant to be united in Christ. That was exactly what Ignatius desired for Christ and his bride. Through the intercession of St. Ignatius of Antioch, may we continue to pray for the unity of one holy Catholic and apostolic church through all of Christianity. St. Ignatius of Antioch, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Catholic Relief Services on Saturday called for immediate humanitarian access in the Gaza Strip as the war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas continues to unfold after Hamas' surprise attack on Israel earlier this month. The Baltimore-based aid group said in its October 14th statement that it is alarmed at the humanitarian crisis that is unfolding in Gaza and asked for aid access before a dire humanitarian situation becomes catastrophic. Electricity has been cut off and critical supplies such as food, fuel and water are running dangerously low and in some areas have run out completely. CRS in its statement noted that nearly one million people, almost half the population, are at risk of displacement following Israel's directive for people to evacuate the northern part of Gaza. Of growing international concern has been the ongoing hostage crisis in the conflict. The Israel Defense Forces said on Monday that at least 199 Israelis had been abducted by Hamas since the start of the war. Hamas threatened last week to kill one hostage every time Israel's military bombed civilian targets in Gaza without warning. The hostage crisis has drawn international backlash, including from Pope Francis, who last Wednesday appealed for the immediate release of the hostages. 
Well, a new type of fuel production could be coming to the region. The Biden administration has announced the Pacific Northwest will be home to one of seven new hydrogen hubs, which officials say will help the country move away from fossil fuels and the greenhouse gases they emit. Now, the project, which comes with the potential of up to $1 billion in federal funding, would encompass a regional network in Oregon, Washington, and Montana made up of local governments, businesses, and researchers to help develop, produce, and distribute hydrogen fuels. Now, hydrogen fuel has been promoted as an environmentally friendly alternative fuel for parts of the economy that have a hard time operating on electricity, such as heavy industry and trucking. Now, some environmental groups are criticizing the hydrogen plan, saying it will lead to continued use of fossil fuels and extend the life of that industry. A former bank manager from southwest Washington pled guilty last week in federal court to stealing more than a million dollars from customers, primarily elderly or disabled clients who had less ability to monitor their accounts. Brian Davey, 44 years old of Battleground, used unauthorized cash withdrawals, money transfers, and cashier's checks to embezzle nearly $1.28 million from the accounts of eight identified victims. Federal authorities said Davies worked for the Wells Fargo Bank branch in Battleground from March of 2014 till he was fired in June of 2019. According to court documents, Davies used his position as branch manager to access customer files and hid his criminal activity by repeatedly exchanging cashier's checks until they were small enough to cash out without triggering reporting requirements. During Thursday's appearance in U.S. District Court in Tacoma, Davey pled guilty to bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. He is scheduled to be sentenced on January 2nd. Well, not that she necessarily needs the cash, but the bank account of Taylor Swift continues to grow thanks to her new Eras Tour movie. So in its opening weekend, this past weekend, the pop singer's concert film generated about 96 million dollars in box office in the United States and Canada, movie theater chain AMC reported Sunday. That makes it the highest grossing concert film domestically for an opening weekend, according to AMC. Now, Eris also made about $32 million in international sales. It was the number one at the box office in the United Kingdom, Mexico, Australia, Germany, and the Philippines. (laughs) Now, Eris is set to be released in Brazil, South Korea, Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, and Hong Kong on November yeah. 3rd. Get ready. That's yeah. going to be a big open. So the $96 million in domestic box office sales just dwarfed everything that opened this past weekend, including The Exorcist, Believer, oh, okay. and Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie. <laughs> Wow. I yeah. mean, she is a, a female, a woman Midas. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, everything she touches turns to gold. No doubt. 96 million opening weekend. Well, the Lamette River near Portland should look like a still pond full of unidentifiable green scum on Monday. That was a matter of concern for a lot of people, considering the area's propensity for toxic algae blooms. Local news reached out to city and state officials to find out what it was. And there was one clear consensus. 
It's not algae. Hmm. Doesn't seem to be sewage either. A spokesperson for Portland's environmental services team said that they were aware of the green masses coursing through Portland and had reported them to the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality. Diane Dolkin, public information officer for the Bureau of Environmental Services, said there's no indication the green stuff is connected or originates from the city's sewer or storm water system. For their part, DEQ said they were already on the case after taking the green substance over with toxicologists from the Oregon Health Authority. They determined that the stuff wasn't algae or related to any cyanotoxins. Hmm. They said it appears to be aquatic plants that were likely discharged uh, or excuse me, dislodged by recent rains in the area. Floating aquatic plants are not considered Toxins, said Susan Mills, public affairs specialist. So the green stuff isn't being tested uh, because it doesn't resemble harmful algae, but officials from both state agencies said the public shouldn't have anything to worry about. All right. It's green, it's weird, and it's floating down (laughs) the river. But don't worry about it, guys. It's just fine. It's an alien. It's an alien. <laughs> they uh, showed substance. pictures of it. I might have to take a, 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 a detour on my drive home and go across one of the yeah. bridges and see if I see any of it. So, a plant of some sort. It's, yes, some sort of a plant. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, sports. Portland Trailblazers wrapped up the preseason last night. They were down in the Valley of the Sun taking on the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and they lost 117 <laughs> to 106. So, I, you know, it's. I haven't followed the Blazers that closely yet because it's just the preseason. And from what I've read, they haven't played a lot of their guys. And so it's it's kind of hard to tell what sort of team they have. There's a lot of new players, a lot of new faces. Of course, you know, Damian Lillard's gone. They're star. He's in Milwaukee. And so, uh, yeah, it's just regular season starts next week, next Wednesday, October 25th. They open up at the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. So, uh, yeah, it's just hard to know what you're going to get until okay. they start playing all the guys. Well, I will await your prognostications. Yes, so I, I have no idea. Then. Yeah, we'll see. Books affect us enormously, especially the books we read as children. Now, think back to yourself as a kid. What books were your favorite? And it's likely these books influenced everything from your personality and the way you saw the world to your adult career choices and interests. As a mom of four, Teresa Barber at Alatea was always looking for a good book recommendation for her kids and started to wonder what books would both capture their interests and have a positive influence. So she reached out to none other than Father Mike Schmitz, host of the two most successful Catholic podcasts, Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year. He shared his favorite books as a child and the childhood books that most influenced his future vocation. She asked Father Mike, what were your favorite books as a child? He said, at one point in my early adolescence, I got into the Tarzan novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs. He said he read them all. He said, I think there were about 26 of them multiple times. He said they were defining novels for me. He said, I also read the Sherlock Holmes short series and novels many times. Mm. But she asked what books had the most influence on you as a child, especially regarding your faith life and future vocation as a priest. He said, there are a series of books by Louis DeWall that are novels on the lives of the saints. He said, I was very moved by those books. He took the saints 
and brought them to life in those novels. You can find this book collection over at Ignatius Press in case you want to add a few to your home library. They said it also make a great book for a young person, a gift for uh, perhaps a godchild oh, yeah. that uh, is in your life. Very nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday to Sunday is Opus Sanctorum Angelorum Silent Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. This retreat will be preached by Father Wolfgang Seitz and Father William Wagner of the Order of Canons Regular of the Holy Cross. The schedule includes daily mass, liturgy of the hours, adoration, the rosary, stations of the cross, and of course the conferences and talks. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And we have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor O'Connor. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Matri Day Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matri Day Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatraDayRadio.com. That's MatraDayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. It is 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. After a stormy Monday, things quiet down a bit today. Morning low clouds and fogs might slow your commute, so give yourself a few extra minutes. But we should see the sun return this afternoon. Highs getting to the mid-60s. Overnight, 51 degrees. Then tomorrow, more sunshine. Highs 
73 degrees. 52 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And 47 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground, Washington. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. Today's homily highlight from our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Portland. In 1936, Dale Carnegie, I think someone told me it's Carnegie, but in England we always pronounced it Carnegie. But uh, Dale Carnegie wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it's still to this day one of the largest selling books of all time. And in that book, Dale, who was a consummate salesman, gave some tips about how to deal with people, how to make yourself more popular, that sort of stuff. So a lot of people wanted to to read this. And in fact, he went on a tour, a worldwide tour, I think, of giving lectures about the book. And many thousands and thousands of people went to listen to uh, Dale Carnegie. And in fact, interesting fact, Warren Buffett, one of the world's wealthiest men, went to one of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence courses when he was 20 years of age. And he keeps the participation certificate in his office on the wall in Oregon, in the, sorry, Omaha, where he works. Um, so, you know, the basic principles, how to win friends and influence people, stuff that we probably all know on if you've worked in a company and gone on a management course, the stuff they tell you, especially if you're in sales, you know. One of the big things Carnegie was like, smile at people, right? It's better for you if you smile at people and you're trying to sell something. Another little tip is get them to say yes all the time about something. Ask them those answers where, you know, do you like where you live? Yes. Do you, you know, all these answer yes, yes, yes. And then by the time you come to say, do you want to buy this car? They're going to say yes because they've been in the habit of saying yes. You know, these little tips of this business sort of uh, thing. One of the other things that he said was never, don't criticize people. There's no point doesn't do any good for either party, so don't criticize. And he says, if you've got to tell someone some bad news, tell them something good first. So this is a classic case of, in my old diocese there, the bishop there called one of the priests in, and he was going to remove him because he was sort of like, thought he was useless and he couldn't run the parish and everything was going wrong or whatever. And he opened the conversation with, Father Richard, he said, come on and sit down. He said, you know, you've got a really lovely voice. You sing really well. I'm afraid I'm going to have to remove you from St. Francis because you're useless. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no connection there. So obviously this poor bishop had been on some sort of stupid management course where he's thinking, what am I going to say that's positive? And then I'm going to tell the guy he's useless. Anyway, so all these little tips. So we started this industry of self-help books, right? From that point onwards, everybody's producing a self-help book, you know, from uh, how to, you know, do your own woodworking to you know, uh, what do we call that book? Chicken Soup for the Soul, you know, all these sort of books. You know, all those idiot books, Catholicism for Idiots and all this sort of stuff. And it's a, it's a massive industry. It's a $20 billion industry to this day. And I think something like Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, that probably would be classed in this sort of industry of, of self-help. Um, but here's the thing. It's like, it's fundamentally anti-Christian because it sort of relies on ourselves and thinks that we're going to get this done by ourselves, that we can do this. And that's fine on various little things, perhaps a bit of woodworking or plumbing or something. But in life, not the case. And it falls on this heresy, which is very ancient, 1800 years old, 
this heresy of Pelagius, we call it Pelagianism, which says that we are fundamentally good and that we can achieve our salvation by our own efforts. And you can see why that is totally anti-Christian, right? Because if that's the case, we don't need Jesus. We don't need God to become man and die on a cross for our salvation. We can do it ourselves. Pelagius said basically that Adam's sin was his own sin and it doesn't come down to us. So in his theology, there's no original sin. We were made individually in the image and likeness of God and therefore we are all good and we can achieve salvation and union with God by ourselves. We don't need a Christ to die for us. So you can see how fundamentally this is anti-Christian, this idea that we can do it. And a lot of us live like, like that in our lives, right? We can do it, we can do this. We don't rely on God. We sort of go off and think that, you know, our own skills, our own beliefs, our own, you know, talents, we can do what we want to do. You can be whatever you want to be. No, you can't. You need Jesus Christ. That's the reality of it all. This idea that we can self-help ourselves to salvation is not the case at all. St. Augustine drastically fought Pelagianism in his time in the fifth century. And it's something that creeps into the church all the time, even to this day. There was an article um, written in America magazine, which is a Catholic magazine, but I think it was by a Presbyterian pastor a few years ago. And he criticized the church in America and said, you've all become Pelagianists. You're all relying on your own selves to get this done. And it doesn't work like that, he said. You all sit around in these meetings and we say, we can build better, we can do this in our church, we can grow our congregations, we can get more people through the doors, we can get more money, all this sort of stuff. I think he was specifically talking about the evangelical sort of mega churches that are out there marketing themselves, trying to get the, you know, the, the, the customers in through their doors. And he said, but it doesn't work like that. The one thing you forget, that this is Jesus Christ's church, and he will determine the success or lack of success that is in it. Yes, of course, we've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We've got to get up in the morning. We've got to witness to the gospel. But at the end of the day, it's Christ's church. He's already won. He's already won this battle, right? And whether the church gets bigger or smaller is up to him. We can't do it. There's a prayer in evening prayer that we say, every day, it comes up once a week, and it's one of the petitions, and it says, Lord, do not let us get discouraged by lack of success. Because that's a big thing in the church, right? When you see numbers go down, and you know, all the things that are associated with lack of people coming to mass, coming to church, believing in Christ, behaving like good Christians, all this, it can be a bit depressing. We can get down about that. But remember, it's in Jesus's hands, it's his church, right? It's his church, not ours. And so that should give us some sort of help there. And um, in this article he says, the other thing is, you know, when you become Pelagianists, you forget to invoke the Holy Spirit. You forget to pray in your efforts, in the things that you do, in your endeavors. He says, this is seen in many churches, parishes throughout the country, where we'll sit down and we'll talk about all sorts of nonsense, about the books, about line items, about money over here, about $20 missing from this line item, it's in the wrong place, all this. Spend hours doing trivial little details of business administration about parishes, 
and no one's praying. And no one's praying. That's what you should be doing as the administrator of a parish is prayer. And I think he's got a very good point because the other side is Pelagianism. We don't need Jesus Christ. We can do it ourselves. Whereas the supernatural side is we gotta pray, right? So let us not be Pelagianists. Let us understand that Christ is in charge and that we must be in union with him through our prayer, seeking his, his guidance through the Holy Spirit. And here's one more thing that just sort of links to this perhaps a little bit, I don't know. Um, I was just reading a book called um, it's Fallacies of Social Justice by Thomas Sowell. It's just an excellent book. And um, Thomas Sowell's 93-year-old economist, um, an American, uh, one of those people that's just multi-talented in all sorts of things. But anyway, in, in this particular book, he's talking about consequential knowledge. He's talking about a piece of knowledge that changes everything. And he says, we've all got some of this consequential knowledge, and the consequential knowledge exists in the world, but some of us don't have access to it, you know? Imagine all this, you know, the complexity of doing things. I say the complexity of building a nuclear submarine. Where would you start? Well, I'd, I'd draw a little cigar-shaped thing there and say that's, that's, it's gonna look like that, but that's all I know about nuclear submarines or nuclear power and things. I don't know that. I know about theology and liturgy. I'd have to go and talk to a physicist about this sort of stuff, right? So you see the complexity of our life that has come to this point, 2023, of all this knowledge that has built up that lies somewhere that we don't have access to. But he says, there's consequential knowledge, which is the big thing that changes everything. He gives an example. He says, the Titanic. The captain of the Titanic was the best at his job in those days. He was headhunted, he was compared with others, and eventually he was given the job and he chose his own crew. He got the best crew he could possibly find, and he knew how to sail a liner from England to America. The best one. What was the consequential knowledge he didn't have? It was about icebergs. He didn't know much about icebergs. He didn't know where they were, he didn't know how deep they go, they didn't know whether in his path, and all this. As a result, problems. That's the consequence of knowledge that exists in all sorts of areas. And for us Christians, of all this complexity of life and all the knowledge and everything here, the consequence of knowledge for us is a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not a knowledge of theology as such, but a knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ, a knowledge of God, of the second person, the triune God who became flesh and blood like us. That is the knowledge, that's the consequential, that's the knowledge that changes everything. It doesn't matter about the other knowledge. It doesn't matter whether we can build nuclear submarines or fix a light bulb or change a plug. The consequential knowledge that affects everything else, no matter how complex and no matter how simple, is a knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. 
That's 503-252-1722. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 827 in Mater Day Radio, and what a day in weather yesterday. We'll tell you about it in the news. And fans of The Chosen excited to find out the release dates of the upcoming season. You're going to have to go to the theater to watch it. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. This is Dupree. Meet me on the mountain. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Stand up if you want to have faith. Hands up if you want to be saved. Let's go up high where they can hear us. And take up your cross and be fearless. Come with me. We're all going to see. Meet me on the mountain, yeah, we're all gonna sing. Shout it to the rooftop, we're singing to the king. Let's go up high where they can hear us, and take up your cross and be fearless. Meet me on the mountain, yeah, we're all gonna sing. Yeah, we're all gonna see 
It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, boy, I don't know if you were caught in it yesterday, but that was quite the fast-moving storm that blew through the greater Portland area and southwest Washington. Kind of late afternoon when it came mm-hmm. through. First round of severe weather started just before 3 p.m. as the National Weather Service issued a tornado warning for parts of Clark County in southwest Washington. The tornado warning was just northeast of Vancouver and included places like Brush Prairie and Battleground. Warning expired just before 3.30 as the heavy rain continued to move through the area. Second round of tornado activity came in from a National Weather Service weather spotter. A funnel cloud was observed near Sandy and 138th Street around 3.40 in the afternoon. It's in the Park Rose area. There was also an urban flood warning issued for parts of the Rose City as up to an inch of rain fell in a short period of time. More calmer weather in store for today. A little fog out there this morning, but you got caught in it. I did. So like I said, I left the station yesterday at around 2.30 and just got down on the road, got down through the tunnel pretty quickly across row 5 and onto I-5. And then, ooh, oh, it was before Delta Park. It started to really slow down, which was unusual for that time of day. And right. then it started crawling. And as I got closer to the bridge and cross over the bridge, I could tell that it was stopped ahead mm-hmm. of me. So I managed to make my way across and take 14 over and then then home from there. But even uh, 205 was really backed up. I think the rain just really slowed everybody down. Turns out there was a big pool of water on I-5. Yeah. Uh, they said around 63rd, which is kind of where I would have gotten off. But they said one car at a time was getting through it. It was a mess. I know what it reminded me of, that I need to have my gutters cleaned because they <laughs> were I don't even know if even a clear gutter could yeah, have kept up with not. what was coming down. Yeah, it was, it was really heavy. Bishops across the United States are urging Catholics to take part in a day of prayer and fasting today for peace and reconciliation in the Holy Land as war continues to devastate that region. The day of prayer comes amid the second week of war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas, the latter of which launched a surprise attack on Israel October 7th, which resulted in the death of 1,300 Israelis and international civilians. Israel subsequently declared war and vowed a siege of the Gaza Strip. The death toll in Gaza stood at approximately 2,700 people as of Monday, according to the BBC. The Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem last week urged Catholics to devote October 17th to prayer with Eucharistic adoration and recitation of the Rosary to deliver to God the Father our thirst for peace, justice, and reconciliation. 
The day of prayer falls on the feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the first century bishop and martyr from Syria. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops amplified the request on social media last week, joining the prelate in calling for a day of fasting, abstinence, and prayer you know, today. The Pope had a tweet. His tweet of the day was, I invite all believers to unite with the church in the Holy Land dedicating themselves today to prayer and fasting for peace so that the hostages be freed, civilians not be made victims of the conflict, humanitarian law be respected, and innocent blood not be shed. Mm -hmm. Amen to Mm -hmm. that. Prayer can change the world. It can. Well, the well-known U.S. pharmacy store chain Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy protection and plans to sell part of its business as it attempts to restructure while dealing with losses and opioid-related lawsuits. The company said Rite Aid stores will continue to fill prescriptions and customers will still be able to visit its locations or shop online while it goes through its voluntary Chapter 11 process. But that process also will allow it to speed up its plan to close underperforming stores. Rite Aid said in its federal bankruptcy filing that it has more than 2,000 locations. Most of them are on the East and West Coast. The Philadelphia Company, which is marking its 60th birthday this year, has posted annual losses for several years and has been cutting costs and closing stores as it dealt with longstanding financial challenges. Max train riders could see 26 new and improved trains by the end of the year, according to TriMet. Not only will they be decked out with the latest equipment and technology, but they'll also be more accessible for people with disabilities. These will be TriMet's sixth generation Max train, appropriately dubbed the Type 6 train, that's creative, isn't it, (laughs) which was introduced to Portlanders on Monday. Many people with disabilities, including those in wheelchairs, rely solely on the Max to get around. Some say they're looking forward to the inclusive touches these new trains will bring them. TriMet Public Information Officer Tyler Graff said the Type 6 will have operator cabs at both ends of the trains and new digital signs showing the train's next Max stop in improvements in temperature control inside the train. If you are a fan of The Chosen, you'll recognize that theme song. And for the first time, the full season of the hit Christian series, The Chosen, will be shown exclusively in theaters before its release on streaming services. The announcement was made in front of more than 3,500 fans gathered at the first ever The Chosen Insiders Conference, which was held in Dallas on October 14th and 15th. The rollout of season four in theaters will begin with a two-week run of episodes one through three on February 1st of next year. Then episodes four to six will follow beginning February 15th and episodes seven and eight beginning on February 29th. The season will be distributed by Fathom Events in the U.S. and Canada. After the full season run in theaters concludes, the fourth season will debut across streaming platforms, including the Chosen app, as well as broadcast and cable TV. 
A newly debuted trailer for season four depicts various biblical scenes, including John the Baptist being walked to his execution, as well as the depiction of Mary Magdalene peering into an empty tomb. Now, originally begun as crowdfunded project, The Chosen is one of the most watched shows in the world. It has reached more than 600 million combined episode views and has more than 10 million followers on social media. So I've I've seen a couple of episodes of The Chosen that was on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like just they randomly showed it on one of the stations. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll check this out. and watch. It was good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt it. But there's really no, I don't want to say no-name actors in it, but no real stars, Not right? big stars. Not no, big stars. no. But yeah. the ones that they have chosen for the different roles are fabulous. Yeah. I mean, they just really take on their roles and characters, add a human element to that. Uh, James and John, uh, the Sons of Thunder, yeah. are fantastic. They have a great relationship, and and uh, of course, everybody can't help but just fall in love with Matthew. Matthew, okay. Yeah, he's just an amazing character. Yeah, but again, nobody we really know, I mean, not that I would, name. Not that I would yeah. say, yeah. They may be now. <laughs> Probably yeah, so. Absolutely. Uh, in sports, busy night of sports. Portland Trailblazers wrapped up their preseason schedule with a loss in Phoenix. Blazers falling to the Suns 117 to 106. It's hard to get a read on Portland at this point, as many of the would-be contributors sat out of the preseason. Regular season begins next Wednesday, October 25th, at the Los Angeles Clippers. Major League Baseball playoffs continue in the American League Championship Series. The Texas Rangers have jumped out to a 2-0 lead on the Houston Astros. Rangers beat the Astros by a score of 5-4 yesterday. Game 3 of the ALCS is set for tomorrow. Last night it was the opening game of the National League Championship Series, and it was the Philadelphia Phillies over the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-3. Game two of the NLCS set for tonight, 5 o'clock. That's televised on TBS. And turning to the NFL Monday Night Football, it was the Dallas Cowboys edging the Los Angeles Chargers, Brenda, 20-17. Mm-hmm. Now, the Chargers had a chance to drive for the tying or winning score with just over <laughs> two minutes to play. Plenty of time to get down the field, kick that tying field goal or the winning touchdown. Unfortunately, L.A. quarterback Justin Herbert threw an interception, and that pretty much ended the game at that point. Okay, well, I feel better now. Yeah, so there you go. In the lead-up to October 12th, which was the day the church celebrates the patron saint of Brazil, devotees received a treat, the first face of a giant monument in honor of Our Lady of Arapacita. See, I I was practicing that before. yeah. A parasita. Parasita. A parasita. A par- a par- it starts with an A? A-P-A. Okay. A para. A para. Cita. Cita. All right. You say so. Our Black Madonna is yeah. the statue. Okay. And it was inaugurated in the southern Brazilian state of Sao Paulo. Now, this sculpture is made of steel, weighs 400 tons, 164 feet high. This size puts the monument on the list of the largest religious images in Brazil and the world. Wow. Now, the statue costs an estimated 10 million Brazilian rays. That's nearly 2 million U.S. dollars. Now, sculptor Gilmar Pina designed the monument, which was not yet completed. He said, we're still going to add a giant map of Brazil held up by two arms of God, each arm 
19 meters long. That's 62 feet. Yeah. Each arm is 62 feet. Wow. So that'll be a total of 50 meters high, and those will weigh an additional 60 tons. Now, the statue is in the honor of Our Lady of Erepicida, announced in 2017, has been the subject of legal disputes. An association of atheists and agnostics succeeded in having the work on the monument temporarily suspended. They claimed that the municipality could not invest public money to benefit just one religion. Now, the statue of Our Lady appeared in 1717 in a small Brazilian town. Some fishermen hauled up the image in their nets and, after a night of empty netted fishing, pulled in a great catch. After the image remained in the fisherman's family for 15 years, a series of of churches were built in her honor, culminating in the huge basilica that now houses the statue. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday is the permanent diaconate ordination at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. All are welcome to the ordination mass of Will Becker and Mario Magagna at St. Mary's Cathedral. There is a reception immediately following the mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It's Tuesday. That means it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Though Callie Hall was a young adult living on her own, she nevertheless felt devastated when she learned that her parents were getting a divorce. That's when she found her spirits lifted by an unexpected source. One day, Callie got a voicemail from a stranger named Grandmama Margaret, who thought she was calling her grandson. Callie called her back to explain she had misdialed the number, but Grandmama Margaret kept calling back anyway. Callie told Southern Living Magazine, It brought me such joy to see that number come up on the phone because of the amount of love and joy she had. Callie and Grandmama Margaret went on to become friends and even meet in person. Callie calls herself beyond blessed this sweet lady called the wrong number. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. 
Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.46 at Mater Day Radio. Going to see some sunny skies today. A little fog out there this morning. Starting to burn off now, though. Looking out there, it looks like a, not as thick as it was earlier today. High of 66 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 51. And then Wednesday, Thursday, sunny skies. High of 73. Currently, it is 53 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 52 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. You know, I am so impressed, David, of the amount of information that I learned, information that takes up uh, RAM memory in my brain uh, so that way the really important things don't get remembered. (laughs) For instance, now forever, I will remember the song Good Morning, Good Morning is from the musical Singing in the Rain. Okay, so that was the uh, off-air discussion (laughs) as we were welcoming Sarah Kenzie in. Good morning, good morning, Sarah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. So when David asked us that, I went straight to stage performances. That was a movie. Too, yeah, yeah. Right, singing in the rain was a movie. Well, it was a movie, but I will say that my daughter was in that a play oh. at Jesuit High School. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I and like it was that. amazing. Did it, rain? it did. They did. They got incredible. it to rain on they the stage. They got it to rain on the stage. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it was uh, it was a musical play at that time, but or they did the play of the movie. So I I don't know if it ever really was a on Broadway a play, but. Uh, that was could the song be. from the could have been yeah I'm they sure they turn all kinds was. of things oh, into yeah. Broadway plays absolutely well as I said though that has taken space up in my mam- RAM memory so yes. I am going to have to talk with Sarah after the show to how to delete <laughs> that from my mind Sarah Kenzie our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio joining us today no special uh, email coming out from Mater Day Radio but boy we have got some great content on our website on the social media platforms from the Shareathon. Can I tell our listeners you put in a lot of hours and got all of this information and and interviews cut so quickly they're all available now. Yes, uh you know last week during our Shareathon I I was so impacted by what our guests shared. I mean I always am, but I feel like this time in particular Uh, Speaking about the Holy Eucharist, I really just was struck by so many different things they said. And throughout the week, um, I just, I kept thinking, I was like, man, I wish we had time this week to, to like go to mass or go to adoration, but just with our schedule, we really didn't. But, you know, even just the way that I approached Sunday mass that weekend was different. And I just was, I was so moved and inspired by what our guests shared. I mean, some of it was more theological. Some of it was very personal uh, testimony, just good advice and and just good things to think about when approaching the Holy Eucharist. And um, you know, as we're in this season of Eucharistic revival, I I just I just had the sense like during the week, I just was like, wow, thank you, Lord, for for really just bringing that sense. Um, I hope I hope it came out over the airways because I I felt it here and um, and so so back to your original question is we do have all of that content available um, if you go to our website you can still go to our Shareathon page also on our app we have a Shareathon section and in both of those places we have 
uh, the full interviews that uh, we did with each guest, and we took out all the little spot breaks and uh, things like that. Um, so you can listen back to the whole interview with each guest. And we also have uh, shorter clips that are just mostly about the Eucharist, a few other great topics in there, but mostly about the Eucharist. Um, and so there's two different playlists where you can listen back and be part of that too. And I, I really encourage you to go listen because um, it's just very, very inspiring and I think will really impact your faith. I got to ask you, yes. do you have Sister Maria's song on it, there? It is in there, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's in the full interview uh, list, yes. That was so fun. <laughs> you never know what guests will do. No, and, you really and don't. Sister Maria Q had never been on uh, our live broadcast Correct. before. Yes. And, well, she was so moved by the Holy Spirit, she broke out into song. She just sure like, did. Wow. Yeah. She's singing. That was great. And then she sang another verse. <laughs> and then she sang another verse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes. was a great hour. That was yes. So fun. And there's so many joyful moments like that too that I think gets captured in in those recordings. So I'm glad that we we have that to listen to. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing you were able to do too, and I, and this is tremendously helpful, I know, particularly this day and age as more people turn toward their devices, social media, other forms of digital media. And that was your ability to send out a kind of email blast to let people know, hey, here's where we're at. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Here's who's coming up. You know, here's what the next day entails. Those are really nice because I know I was getting them in my inbox and uh, I thought, wow, this is really nice. This is a great update reminding people of what's going on. And so, yeah, I, I just thought that was great. Thank you so much, David. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, I will say we we are going to send out a thank you email this this week. So we'll have the links to those uh, reflections I was talking about. Um, but yeah, we, we like to just keep people in the loop. And um, and we were also sharing on our social media. So you, if you want to actually see some of these clips, you can also go uh, to our Facebook or our Instagram and you can uh, just look back through clips uh, from not all the guests, but quite a bit of the guests um, on online. And um, yeah, we just, we had a great week. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I will say too, like we, we talked about this at the opening of the show today in our first break, you can still make a pledge to Correct. the share yes. We still have the information up on the website, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. And so if you missed last week, again, an opportunity to go back, listen to the interviews, and they're just amazing interviews throughout the week. But again, your opportunity to make a pledge. We'll keep that up until the end of this month. And so uh, we want to continue to raise funds for our fall share So if you missed it, you can still do that. All right. Well, another great Tech Tuesday. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. And again, what an amazing week. You put in a lot of hours, but the reward is great. And it's just fantastic content on our website. And of course, access on the Hail Media app. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Titus Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. Singing in the Rain was on Broadway. It was. Following the movie. The movie 1952, it was on Broadway the mid-80s. Wow. So quite a few years after it, it was. was a movie and actually earned several Tony Award nominations. Okay. So there you, you go. You can't do better than uh, something like singing in the rain. That's right. Uh, speaking of rain, <laughs> not so much today, thankfully. Going to be mostly sunny skies, high of 66 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 51. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sunny, partly sunny, highs in the low 70s. So a great run of weather here for the next several days. Currently 54 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Matt Marr. All the people said amen. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Matt Moore. All the people said amen. It is 859 at Mater Day Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Blend on this Tuesday, October 17th. That puts us pretty much right dead square in the middle of the month That's of October. Right, of October. Exactly. Exactly. Two weeks away from Halloween. Okay. It's Tuesday the 31st is Halloween. Right. Now's the be... time to get your candy, David. You've been waiting. I, I have it. And you have your candy at I, home I now? I told you. I got the uh, Snickers and the uh, Butterfinger. Fun oh. size. Fun size only. Fun size, yeah. Don't get the full size no, ones. just the fun size ones because you can eat lots of those. That's right. Because they're just a fun size. Exactly. I like to think of myself mm-hmm. as coming in fun size. That's right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd on this evening with Dana Marie and our Bishop Alexander Sample. Have a blessed day.